Hello, and welcome to the Drop a Stitch podcast. I'm your host, Denny. And I'm your other host, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? Do you want to say what we're going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Shoot. I was like, there's something wrong about this intro. This intro. (laughs) Okay, so we talk about 10 minutes about our lives and then go back so people know what we're rambling on about. So today we're talking about pricing. Okay, so we are still in the Market 101 series. This is the fourth episode. Mm -hmm. And today we're talking all about pricing. How much should you charge for your handmade items, for your crochet or knitting products? Um, Or whatever else you make if you're not making crochet. Yeah, yeah, this would would help anybody. Um, This is how we do it and how we have been you know, doing it as the years go by and I don't know. It's just the way that it works for us. It might be different in here than in the States. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to say, but I feel like you guys in the States are undercharging for your items. Depends who. Huh? It depends who. Yeah, but like... Every Some time people? I see people selling their crochet items, I'm like, really? Like, yeah. no, please. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about <laughs> all of that in, in in a second. but Coming soon. Com- yeah, but basically, <laughs> oh, shoot, sorry. Okay, oh, now you can hear me better because my silly microphone was turned on the other side. Um, but yeah, we're going to be discussing all about pricing and... Um, how you can do it. Like, we're not saying that this is this way that you should do it. There are different ways that people can... Yeah, there's various different ways of calculating yeah. it. But this we're is gonna tell the you way how we, we do, do it. it. Yeah, and what works for us and yes. our experience. Um, so, yeah, how are you? How was your week? I'm good. My week was good. Um, yeah, still working on the house. Still working on the house. Still doing that um, <laughs> we have underground plumbing now yay which is is a great step so next weekend we can pour concrete and then we are much closer to having an actual usable bathroom nice which we're really looking forward to yeah we had to redo the entire pl- well we didn't have to we chose to redo the entire plumbing in the house and at the same time add a rough in in the basement so that we can do an extra bathroom down there um because the plumbing was original to the house in 1946 and basically very old yeah it was very old it was cast iron and um over time cast iron can just break so (laughs) we figured before we put all this money in the house and finish the basement uh we might as well as uh, change it make it new and at the same time add a bathroom so Mm -hmm. that's what we've been up to um aside from that I actually, and we said this in the previous episode, I've never made a pattern, used a pattern, whatever, that it is a crochet chart. I've never, like, read a crochet chart and used that as a pattern. Um, But I'm struggling with the border, with how to turn my rainbows from my rainbow blanket into squares. It, I mean, I, I did it. It works, but it's not perfect. Like the stitch count doesn't work perfectly, and I'm trying to make it be perfect. Um, so I gave up. On, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> I mean, it needs to for the yeah, blanket of course. to work. Um, 
but <laughs> I gave up on like ripping out and putting back together because my amount of stitches on the sides isn't the same because this first row that I'm doing is kind of a back and forth row and it's <laughs> very confusing. Um, so I gave up. So I was like, Danny, how do I make a crochet chart? I'm going to see if that helps me figure it out. It does. So I got, the, yeah, it, it kind of does. I got the <laughs> rainbow part done. Yeah. I started playing with the border and then life got busy and I haven't had <laughs> enough time to finally figure it out. But that's on my list for this week. I'm really, 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 really hoping that I will be able to do that. Okay. You guys um, don't understand. Natalie makes everything really perfect. It, everything has to be perfect. <laughs> yes. We were doing and making her baby shower invitations the other day <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago yes. and i had the template i was doing everything and i was showing her you know how um the template was and then she's like danny that's not centered and i was like can you move this to how can you even <laughs> notice she sends this me patterns to reviews to review guys oh my gosh yeah she publishes them and i'm like you have an extra space here there's two spaces between those two words instead of the one and she's like how do you see that and i'm like i notice it yeah that's <laughs> the craziest thing like she will ever find like all the time an extra space and i'm like how the heck do you see that <laughs> she's like, like i just do it's like, wider i just see it i know it's and not the exact same as the others I know. and her <laughs> invitations she was like Danny that word needs to be centered and uh, it needs to be a little bit more to the left and a little bit lower <laughs> and 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 of course we did it because she's right it looks better but I'm like how do you even notice that like I cannot to me I look and if it looks good it looks good you know like but Natalie it's like almost her eyes have like measuring tapes or something like that that it's just yeah something like that you know like with the lines on the sides and you just look and it's like yeah nope move it a little bit more to the left and it's crazy because then it makes sense and then it looks good but in, in that moment i'm like man <laughs> it's a pain in the butt sometimes because when you try to make things too perfect yeah but then i was doing a crochet chart and i put so how you do a knitting pattern you can put your abbreviation in either order that they appear in the pattern or in alphabetical order yeah so i debated on my crochet chart and i went with in order that they appear in the crochet in, chart yeah and danny was like yeah normally they're like from the smallest stitch to the biggest stitch it looks better yeah and i was like really because like i mean in a written pattern that's not what you would find ever. yeah and so i was like okay i'm gonna try it and so i did it and i was like oh this looks so much better <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks less chaotic, yeah, I think. It looks it so looks much more like, easier to read. And, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I guess we both have a little bit of that. We, yeah. You more than I do, but... <laughs> Slightly. It's fine. I'm, I'm learning... I've learned to deal with my perfectionism. When I was a kid, like, it was bad. Like, my mom would make me a ponytail to go to school, and I would be like, there was a bump fix it and my mom okay. was like no you fix it if you want i'm i did it your ponytail if it's not good enough you fix it and i was like mom there's a bump you I didn't know. do it right oh and I... so she was like perfect you do it and i would sit in front of the mirror and redo my ponytail over and over and over until there was no bump it was back then it was the style fully slicked back oh, the yeah. gel and like sometimes I would even get to the point where I would cry because it like it wasn't working and I had tried 15 minutes my arms were dead from being up in the air like trying to hold my hair really and I was like oh, I can't do it and my mom was like it's fine like you have one bump and I was like no 
I yeah. remember I used to hate them too. I used to hate the bump as well, yeah. like so bad. So see, and you, you will touch too. them, and it'll, and it'll be like, oh. yeah. And there's one bump, and you're like, no, it ruins it. I, I know. Have to fix it. <laughs> it's gonna ruin my entire. Day okay, all okay, day, but that that was like the bump. Okay, but I that was, was like twenty something years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. But like, what I'm saying is, I've always been this way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't hold it against me. No, I won't. I was made this way. I know. And I love it because it's so it's good for patterns. It's, it's super helpful. It's for so helpful. I'm like, uh, yes, I need to check this pattern. Natalie, can you please take a look? And and it's the craziest thing too is that I always ask her, um, especially when it's like a fully paid pattern. All the free patterns are usually don't really mind if they have a little imperfection here and there, but um, whenever it's a paid pattern, I send it to her and she does it within like five minutes. It's <laughs> ridiculous. She's like five minutes and she sends it back and she's like, oh, here you go. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, really? Did you find anything? And she's like, yep, yeah, the notes are in there. And I'm like, okay. Like, how the heck do you find everything so fast? It's just fun. I enjoy doing that And stuff. you're And you're probably also used to my pattern and my reading style. Yeah. So you can easily find, okay, Daddy usually makes mistakes in here. So you can, like, easily <laughs> find it. Not that much. No? Sorry, I was counting. <laughs> um, no, not that much. Honestly, I just... I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say your pattern style. I would say just generally patterns where mistakes are. Yeah. Because I've done so many yeah. pattern tests that yeah. like it kind of it's always the same thing. Like yeah. In abbreviations, you're gonna forget some because yeah. You know, you write them as you think of them, and you don't go back and double check. So I like read through the pattern and then just check mark beside every abbreviation. And I'm like, hey, this one is not in the pattern, and you're missing this one. Yeah. And then like, so I just. Yeah, I don't know. I've done so many pattern testing that, like, that's the first thing I do is I read through the, like, when I pattern test, I read through the pattern first and just take notes on all the things. And then, yeah. I don't know. I enjoy doing that, though. Good to know. <laughs> She's like, noted. <laughs> noted. <laughs> okay, so now where you work, what are you working wait, wait, wait. on? How was your week first? Oh, it was fine. And we can talk about you, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, it was fine. Just normal, same stuff. You cut with your the son's kids. hair. I'm traumatized. Oh, yeah, I cut. Oh, yeah. Today we cut Lucas' hair. Okay, this kid does not like haircuts. Okay, oh, yeah, you guys, they he does not like haircuts. But he looks. He he looks older. Yeah, I know. He doesn't look like a baby anymore. I know. Every time I, I cut his hair, I was like, "What did you do?" I know. Every time <laughs> I cut his hair, I'm like, "Man, he looks so old now." Yeah. But he he's still adorable. He hates haircuts. So f since the first time we brought him to a place, he hated it. But he was so young that he kind of like was a, no <laughs> a little bit okay. Um, and then the second time we brought him to a place, it was like a huge no. We had to leave. And then the next time, too, again, we had to leave. And then I tried to cut it myself a couple of times. I did it, like, maybe two or three times. Not perfect, but, you know, I did the job. And now he's just, like, a huge no, 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 no. And today I did everything. Buddy, do you want to hold the phone? Do you want – you can watch whatever you want. Do you want chocolates? I'll bring you chocolates. I'll give you chocolates. As I'm cutting your hair, and then I was cutting it with scissors, and I'm like, screw this. 
this sucks. He's moving so much, and I just grabbed the freaking razor machine. Yeah, the razor. And I just started shaving his hair. I'm like, <laughs> I just cannot. Like you just I was me there when you do it. I yeah. I feel like I could entertain him. I was doing. I was supposed to do the sides and the back with that machine and then the top with the scissors so it looks more like a haircut okay. place. Yeah. But I was like, uh, F it. I'm not going to. <laughs> like, I, I just want it to look even. And I want him to have, you know, the haircut just be nice for once. And he was okay while I was doing it because he had the phone and he was eating chocolate and he was still kind of like screaming sometimes because he didn't like the noise of the machine. And then he was getting hairs in his mouth because he was screaming. Yeah. So then he didn't like the hairs in his mouth. And then I was trying to clean his back and everything and the hairs were stuck everywhere. So I'm like, I'm just going to put him in the bathtub and I'm just going to give him a shower and he did not like that. He, he was like washing his hair. Well, he yeah. To begin, he doesn't like to wash his hair, and then he doesn't like showers. He just like his bath. And then I just put him in there and I turned on the shower and I was like, "Buddy, this is so fast! This is so fast! It's just to get your hairs out, your hairs out!" And he was just screaming his head off. Poor little guy. I know. And then Kel was like, "I think we traumatized him." And I'm like, "No, he's fine. He's good." And then. He sat on my bed and he was just still with the phone. We let him to watch another five minutes just to, and then he was fine. But like, why is it so hard? Okay, so the the only thing that I can tell you, if you have a boy, especially if you have a girl, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it with Isa too. Number one, get them used to the freaking hair dryer. Yeah. Because the moment you start doing it when they are older, if they don't like it. Like, you're screwed. It's it's no. Especially if you have a girl. So now, every time I wash Isa's hair, I dry it with a hair dryer because I'm like, you are not going to be like that. (laughs) I don't want you to hate it. So, not. And then the haircut too. Like, pretend that you're cutting their hair when they're little or something like that because it's just such a struggle. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Toddlers. But anyways. Yeah, that was a little recap of my week. (laughs) Of your day. Of my day, yeah. Basically my week. That's what happens mm. every day. Okay, so what are you working on now? Um, working on another custom name blanket. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I... I love the color. I just put Our a couple... Our are, like, matching today. What? Our projects Oh, yeah, that's today. true. If you're watching on YouTube, like you can like see what we're... Sea foamy blue color. Yeah, this is the succulent in... Uh, wool is thick and quick. Mm. You're using the Walmart brand, eh? I'm using the Walmart brand, and I wanted to try it. The Cozy Chenille yarn. Yeah. It's, it's the same much thing. the same as Burn Up Blanket yarn, except it's three bucks cheaper. Yeah, it looks... It feels the same. It feels it's actually... Same. S- some of colors are actually a little bit softer. Yeah? Than the Burn Up Blanket. Nice. Like, the Burn Up Blanket black is so scratchy. Really? Yeah. I've never worked with that one. Yeah, I do my bees. Oh, bees yeah, with that's the black. true. And when I went to buy some, like, it was so scratchy. So I ended up getting the Walmart brand, but I haven't made any sense. So I wanted to, like, fully try it. So I was like, oh, we're just going to do that. Nice. Yeah, I'm working on a, like I said in a previous episode, I post these blankets one at a time, and I got another order. And in this super beautiful, foamy color. Mm-hmm. Super and, nice. um, yeah, just finishing this and what are you working on 
Um, still my bunny from the last few weeks um, because I haven't figured out my rainbows and I refuse to start anything else because I want to finish my rainbows. Yeah. Um, so until I do that, I'm not working on anything else because one day I forgot my stuff and didn't bring yarn for our podcast. I'd stop at Walmart quickly and grab this. So I'm just finishing it. Nice. So yeah. I love it. Okay, but I think after 16 minutes, we should talk, we about, should talk about today's <laughs> episode. It is... How to price your work. Yes. I so, mean, this is kind of relevant. We have to do work to know how to price it. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so there are different ways that you can price your items. My most favorite ways, and this is what I did last year when I did the market, guys. I messaged Danny, and I was like, Danny, how much do I sell this for? And Danny told me the answer. <laughs> so I didn't have to calculate everything. So if you yeah. know someone, you can always do that. Mm -hmm. If you know someone who already makes similar items to you, that's a great way to do. Yeah. But the if other you don't, <laughs> the we're other way tell you how to do it. <laughs> the other thing that I was gonna say too, it's always helpful when you have a group of friends. I remember whenever we used to do our knit nights and we would always talk about prices because a bunch of us would do markets the same ones and we would always ask each other like what are you selling your yes. double brim hats for and they would be like oh 50 bucks okay so i'm gonna price mine at 50 bucks as well because we're gonna do the same market and you you know you don't want to no, be I like undercutting the other person and um we would always ask ourselves like oh what are you selling these for and then we would have some of the girls saying like oh no you know that that's too low you should charge more for that yeah. item so it's always helpful whenever you have friends that do the same thing and that they are also participating in markets or selling their items online and they are already established their pricing mm -hmm. situation so that's a great way to start if you have zero idea also, if you go to other markets, like we talked in the first in the first episode, in the first post, Sorry. in the first episode, um, about like if you're trying to find markets, like go to actual markets, see what they're like. Um, yeah, you can like kind of pay attention to the pricing and to how much people are selling. Um, and if you're in market season two, a lot of times, and we'll talk about this in a different episode too, but. Makers will take shots of their booth and or like videos yeah. of their booth. So I always try to like pause and like look at the pricing mm -hmm. to kind of not compare, but more like confirm that I'm in the right pricing that like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I think as a community, it's also very, 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 very important that we kind of are all on the same page about what certain items are worth because it's very annoying. Like as we were mentioning in that episode of how to find markets, if everybody's pricing double brim hat at $50 and you come in at 30, of course you're going to sell more, but you're also working way more for that same amount of money. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you're kind of, it sucks for everybody else because you're undercutting everyone. And that's not fun for anyone because now either they <coughs> drop their price so that they can sell or they keep it the same and may sell less, but you're just going to overwork yourself. So you have to find kind of the balance between like the proper pricing yeah, and like your time. And this is going to go in how you calculate your price, but like pricing too low doesn't do you any favors. Like sure, it might bring you business, but it's also going to bring you stress and make you have to purchase more supplies and make more. And like it, it's not better in the end for you or for anyone else. If you can sell, at, if everybody like, 
in your area sells double brim hat for 75 sell them for 75 if you think 50 is good you'll just be extra happy to sell them for 75 you know what i mean like, yeah i i will always remember one thing that katrina said to me one time whenever we were just starting to make the um, luxury beanies the ones mm-hmm. with malabrigo or we are knitters yarn which is way more expensive. Which is real wool yarn rather than acrylic blend. Yeah, it's 100% mer- uh, superwash or merino wool. Yeah. And I remember one thing that she said, she said that I, it stuck with me. And she was like, well, you sell the merino wool hat for $75. And I was like, why don't selling it for like 65 or 68 or something like that? And she was like, well, Danny, because if you sell two of those items that took you the same amount of time to make, you already made more money mm-hmm. than if you sold, like, you know, in the end, if you... Sold three of your regular yarn items yeah. for the same amount of work as selling two yeah. high-end. Like, obviously, the cost of your Sorry. yarn is higher, mm-hmm. but you end up making more money quicker for less yeah. time invested. So yes, your yarn yeah. is more expensive, but you invest less time. Yeah. Which so, in the end. Yeah. So she I, I always remember whenever she said that. So um so yeah, that's one of the things that um okay, so before getting into the actually how to calculate, the other way that I remember we were saying at midnight one time was you can always price based on what you feel that it feels right for you yeah so if you feel like this is your small business and you really want to make up a little bit of money and you don't want it just to be the hobby you don't want just to recover the money from your yarn you can always price it to what it feels right for you what you think it's worth your time and your investment and your, you know. And this is typically how more starts. expensive than the method we're going to give you, right? Yeah. Is what you mean? Like, if the method that we give you makes it cost, makes, like, the the, pr- the sell price be $32, but you're like, no, I wouldn't bother if I don't make $50 on these, then sell them yeah, for 50 Yeah, exactly. Um, and the same thing, like, if you feel like, Okay, I I know I can sell it for seventy five, but you know what? I I kind of feel better if I sell it for seventy two, or yeah. for seventy. Then that's also okay. You know, like you don't have to feel like oh, I I have to sell it for that price. Yeah. No, you can always adjust it to what it makes you feel happy, and if if losing those five bucks makes you feel better because you don't feel bad about I don't know, whatever the people customers or whatever you um Mm -hmm. you want to think um that's also okay you know you can also price it however you want but there is actually one um formula that i really really like formula is that how you say it yeah um and is you are going to price or take the cost of your material let's say um a beanie the material was 10 bucks Okay. You need one skein of yarn. You need one skein of yarn. You have 10 bucks. Then you also have to add all the little details that goes with your um, beanie. Yeah. Whether that's your tag, your pom-pom, the tag that you hang for the price. um, A bag that you're going to use to gift it to the person. Even if that's like 0.02 cents. Yes. And even like... 
down to every little details technically mm-hmm. and it becomes really hard to do to like because like you said it could be like fractions of cents yeah. but like if you're using a stamp to stamp on your bags so that it has your logo that stamp should be part of the cost of your item yeah so it, it becomes really hard to do so typically a lot, what a lot of people will do is they'll do like the big items like the same as like your yeah. hook or your knitting needles like you should spread their value over everything obviously that becomes really really hard to like do because I mean you can make an infinite amount of number of items with one needle or one hook, right um but so what most people I've heard at least will do is they'll do the cost of their yarn the cost of the pom-pom the cost of the tag the cost of like all the tags and items that they is easy to kind of split and then they'll add a dollar or two for kind of everything else yeah because like your stamp is maybe a hundred dollars when you buy it but you can make 3,000 bags on it, right? You can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's kind of no limit um, to certain of these things. So, by do- adding like $1 or two, it adds all these like little fractions of cents for all these tiny little things and puts them together and mm-hmm. covers that. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to tell you the the whole formula first, formula or whatever. The <laughs> formula, yeah. Okay, the whole formula. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you guys a little comment that I got the other day that it's, it's very interesting. What? <laughs> I cut my yarn, and this is the end of it. No way. <laughs> I, like, cut my yarn to weave in the end after my leg, and this That's is what you had left? Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Of my first skein. <laughs> um, okay, so we have the cost of your materials to make that item, and then you have to add the cost of your um, time. So, yes. for example, to make that beanie... And it, this is where... Sorry to cut you. No, this is where most people go wrong. Yeah. This is where when you go to church basement, little old ladies sell their hats for $5 because they got the yarn on sale for $5. Yeah. And that's a point too. Don't yeah. ever use the sale price on your materials. No. Because you never know if you're going to be able to get it back again. If somebody asks you to make a hat like that tomorrow, you don't know that you can get that sale again. So yeah. you always charge full price on material to cover yourself in case. Yeah. Um, but time is where we make the difference between people that take this seriously as a business and the little old ladies in the church basement that just want to recoup the cost they spent, yeah. not realizing that they've also spent their time. Yeah. And so they'll be like, well, I got the yarn on sale for $5, so all these hats are $5. And it's like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the time um, that you spent making the item. So we're going to keep going with the beanie. Let's say I used one skein of yarn for the beanie, and then that beanie took me uh, one hour to make. And I want to pay myself, and this is what pretty much everybody does. They pay minimum wage. But in here, you can pay whatever you want. Obviously, you're not going to go crazy and pay yourself a lot, or you're not also going to be like, oh, I just want to pay myself five bucks for, you know, I mean, what... some people do that. Please don't do that. I know. Do at least minimum wage in your yeah. area. Most serious businesses and makers will at least do minimum wage in yeah. their areas. So let's say... Um, I'm doing, just give an example, 20 bucks an hour. I'm paying myself 20 bucks an hour. So I have 20 bucks, that's my hour that I've been working. And then I have 10 bucks of my ball of yarn. And then let's say I have five bucks of pom-poms and tags and every little item that goes in my hat. Mm -hmm. So that right there is 35 bucks. So we have a minimum of $35 that you should charge for your item that is if you take one hour to make the hat and you know all of that 
Um, and then I've seen people do all of that times 2.5. 2.5? Mm-hmm. 2.5 or something like that. Yes, I think so. Really? Yeah. Well, you have to add your profit to that, right? Yeah, there's, there's something more that you add to it. It's not just my material and my time making it. Well, no, because, okay, so you also need to factor in, like, so we talked about materials. Materials everything that goes into your item, but then mm-hmm. you also have marketing costs. You have, you know, you know, props that you use to take your Instagram pictures mm-hmm. or your camera and, or your phone or whatever you use to take your pictures. And then you have, if you do ads, if you have a website, if you host that website somewhere, if yeah. you have fees, if you're selling online, like there's all these other things that you need to factor in as well that are not like material per se that you've purchased to make the items, yeah. but are still ended up costing you um some money like if you're accepting paypal on your website well paypal takes a cut that needs to be factored in like that can't come out of your pocket Mm -hmm. so there's that um and then once you've calculated all that you also need to add profit because this is just even though you've paid your time that's your time it's not profit it's not money you're making off of the item Right. So, yeah, I so I think that's the 2.5 or some it's something like that. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I this would be useful information so that we could give. No, I know, I know, but like to, for <laughs> me for example, um I always charge, I think after I get the price of the material and everything, I charge typically 10 bucks more. Yeah, as your profit. As my profit. So, for example, I have that beanie and everything cost me 35 bucks. I will charge the customer 45. Yeah. Um, and sometimes depending on how quick I made the hat and, you know, like if a beanie I made it in 35 minutes, you know, then you, you start reducing it and then the hat it's 40. But I typically, what I do, and that's, what, well, that's why I'm saying I can't remember if it was um, the 2.5 or whatever, but... At the at the end of it, at the end of that calculation, you should add your profit. And in here, obviously, you can make it whatever you want. In my case, I add ten bucks to that number that you know we have. Okay, so I typically after that math situation, <laughs> I add um, ten bucks to my products. Yes. So. No, you don't just have to charge materials and your time. You also need to charge your profit. So please add that and don't just stick with, you know, um, what we were saying, the material and the time. You need to add more to to that. You need to add profit because you're just, that's paying yourself back for what you've invested. Yeah. It's not making you money just yet. Sorry. It feels like it's making you money because we often undervalue our time mm-hmm. and don't think about it, especially if you're like I knit or crochet. I mean, typically when my life is normal, <laughs> I knit and crochet like, you know, while I'm doing the podcast or when I'm watching a movie, especially at night so I don't fall asleep on the movie. I'll just knit or crochet. <laughs> or if we're like getting into a series and I want to focus, I can't like... I can't sit and do nothing for long periods of time. So I'll watch one episode of the series and then like I'll pull out a a project and 
do it at the same time. So I feel like I'm being productive while I'm yeah. watching the show. So like, to me, these are ways to relax and enjoy. So, it, it, and I think a lot of people think that way, like your time and, you know, I do this for fun, so it's okay. No, it's not. You still <laughs> took that time away. And especially as it turns into a business, especially if you do custom orders, you'll quickly realize that this is taking time away from things. Yeah. If you're doing custom orders, you'll be like, ah, I feel like doing this tonight, but I got to finish this project because I have to ship it out. Or as <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing yeah. my blanket. So like you'll quickly realize I do like little stuffies as um, custom orders. People will message me on Instagram and I'll figure out with them and then do them. And, like, sometimes it's just a really great timing. And I'm like, perfect. I'm in between two projects. And some of the time I'm like, oh, damn it. I wanted to finish this project, but I can't because I have to do this one. Yeah. Like, if that's your time. Like, every time, like, remember every time that you're trying to factor your time, that every single time that you've had a minor inconvenience because you had to do something and that's not what you would have done in the moment, that's what it means to factor your time. You're investing that time in your business and you should be paid for it. Yeah. So... The cost of the, to summarize, the cost of your materials, the cost of your time, whether you pay whatever amount of money per hour, um, and then your profit. So those three things you should consider to price your items. Please don't do it less. <laughs> and also be mindful too. I mean, if you are making a hat and it took you it took you five hours to make you it's probably not worth it to sell it you know and this is where like this is where you have to make decisions yeah um this is why you will see a lot of headbands and toques and mittens at markets that are made with bulky yarn and very little socks that are made with fingering weight yarn Mm -hmm. or very little sweaters and cardigans that are made with whatever yarn because you have to factor in the time. Like, yeah. depending on what your craft is, like if you're doing jewelry, you know, it could be completely different. Yeah. Um, but you have to, like, it has to make sense. If you're going to make a blanket that's going to take you 20 hours to make. Oh, sorry. Or a pair of socks that is going to take you six hours. Like, you know no one's going to be interested in paying the price. Like, my temperature blanket was a great example. Yeah. It used so many skeins of yarn because it's gigantic. And it took hours and hours and hours to make. And when we factored in my guesstimated time and the materials that it cost me, I would have had to sell this blanket for over (laughs) $3,000 to make it, like, make sense. Mm -hmm. Is anybody going to pay $3,000 for a blanket? I mean, maybe. If you're marketing to very high-end people, if you have that circle, good for you. But this was like acrylic yarn. This was not fancy yarn. This was not like, you know what I mean? It's just a big blanket. It has very narrow rows because it's 365 rows. And but like $3,000 just doesn't make sense for the customer base that we have here. So I knew this was not something that I could make and take to market. So this is where you kind of also have to make decisions and kind of decide what makes sense and what doesn't. And you could do it if you wanted to be known as the blanket lady that sells $3,000 blankets. Yeah. You could work. There is a market for everything. It will work. It just may not be accessible. Like, 
to everyone. Yeah, you would have to find the right The right audience. customer base. And this goes yeah. back to like what we were saying, finding the right market, which can be very hard. But I think there's kind of a an average, like a middle kind of pool. Mm-hmm. Like you have the old ladies in the church basement that clearly are undercharging and undervaluing their time. And then you have like this super high end with like $3,000 blankets. But there's like a whole middle of like most market makers and buyers that are willing like there's a price people are comfortable buying yeah most of the time and so you kind of have to kind of find that spot and kind of make sense of what you can make and what you cannot make to fit within that market and you can always like the first few years test it out like every area is different every customer base like even here like in ottawa we have different neighborhoods that are way wealthier than other neighborhoods like it's like that everywhere yeah so depending on where your market are and who your customer base is, this could be highly different. So this is where it's important to research on your market and kind of figure out your customer base and where you want to be. Um, but yeah, you'll have to kind of select projects and select makes that make sense mm-hmm. for kind of the price range that you want to be. Try to find some quicker makes that can you can you know, it can be cheaper around Christmas time. So you can have stocking stuffers and then, you know, have a couple higher value items that are really worth it if you sell them. But like your general grouping of items should be a good in between of that most of the time. Yeah. And okay, now I want to go back to what I was saying at the beginning of the people in the States. Okay, this is like, (laughs) I feel like it's in in both ends because I've seen people... <clears throat> sell their stuffies for like seven dollars yeah and i'm like how do you even make money selling them for seven dollars yeah. for one and then on the other end i see people selling the same hats with the merino wool yarn that i make and that a lot of people make in here and we when you do the conversion because you know you can see yeah. them on etsy and usually in here, they will sell anywhere from like 68 to $75. And then whenever you see the conversion on Etsy for these people, they're like 85 to $90. And I'm like, damn, good for you. Like, yeah. that's awesome. But that's because they're probably charging the same amount of money than us, but the conversion just makes it... Yeah, I think it would probably be similar. I think conversion makes it hard to compare because yeah. but if your country's dollar is really shitty, but it that's makes the thing everything too. else sounds so expensive. Yeah, but their their yarn is cheaper than our yes. yarn. So yes. if they're selling at, at the same price, they're just making their profit higher. Yeah. Which, good for them. Good for them. You know, because I've seen those hats for like $85, 90 bucks, and I'm like, yeah. sometimes even over 100 bucks. I'm like, good for you. But it goes like, back to your market. If you live in a like higher-end neighborhood and you have higher-end customers and you can do that. Like, you know, if you look at the word dupe on the internet, there is very, very fancy, expensive things. And then there's a similar version in an affordable way. Like, it's kind of the same thing with knitting where if you build your brand to be super fancy yeah, and like it could be the same items. Like I could make, we could both make the same items. Yeah. You could ship it in, you know, the poly mailers and, you know, have a business card and that's it. And I could make 
the exact same item with the exact same year. I want everything, and I sell it in a box, and I have all these, like, what, fancy... Why am I the cheaty one? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, the way you market a product, yeah. like, that's where there's marketing agencies. That's where, you know, like, these are yeah. these people's jobs. Like, marketing a product can make or break, yeah. you know, the cost that it's worth it, and, like, the way it's presented, and the way, like... If you take your pictures at night in your bedroom with no natural light, yeah, you're not going to make as much money as someone who's got their photography down or uses a photographer or, like, just natural light. You know what I mean? Like, all mm-hmm. these things will kind of impact how your business looks and feels and, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it goes far. Yeah. But I think generally, like, the idea is to know your worth pay your time, pay your materials, get yourself some profit on top of that. Yeah. And then try to find the range and try to compare with other makers because there is going to be, like, everyone here kind of prices everything very, very close to each other. Yeah. If you look around and you shop at markets, like, it's kind of very easy to, okay, this should be about this. This should be, like you said, the, you know, merino wool hats between 60 and 75 is kind of the range. Yeah. And so, like, if you kind of start paying attention to what other makers are doing in your area, you'll kind of get the range without having to necessarily worry about the, all the calculation. What you then need to do is make sure it makes sense for you. If you're new and it's taking you five hours to make the hat that someone that's more seasoned makes in an hour, then it may not be worth it for you until mm. you get better. You know what I mean? Yeah, and one... It's a balance. <laughs> one thing that I wanted to say, too, is please know your worth. Yes. Please charge what you're supposed to charge resist the urge okay also this is very important you are not your customer mm-hmm. resist the urge of being like oh i would never pay 75 dollars for a merino yes wool hat so i'm gonna price them at 50 because that feels like more accessible yeah. no you're not your customer if yeah. it's worth 50 75 dollars from the time that it's taken you your profit your materials everything then you price it for 75 not mm-hmm. 50 Yeah. No matter what, like, you have to know your worth. And this is probably the hardest part. Like, you know, like, the stuffies and stuff. Like, man, I struggled. I'm like, oh, that's expensive. Like, I would never pay this much for it. But people do. Like, people oh, yeah. do. So, yeah. They're different. Don't sell they... yourself short. Yeah. Price And also, up. also, if you don't value your work... No one else will. No one else will value it. Yeah. So if you don't start pricing correctly and putting that value into your items, then nobody will. And please note, this should be the mantra for all the uh, markets. And if it you is, notice yeah. someone, because this has happened too in like the circle, if you notice someone that is selling for cheaper because they're you know, maybe not feeling so confident and you know that, you know, they're selling a hat for 40 that everybody else is saying for 45, 50. Don't hesitate. Go see them and be like, girl, price your items higher. Like you're worth more than this. Yeah. Like we all sell them for that price. Do yourself a favor. (laughs) Price higher, you know. Yeah. And so, okay, what I was saying, these should be the mantra for all markets. It is not expensive. It's just out of your budget. Exactly. That's it. If somebody comes to you and tells you, oh, my gosh, this is so expensive. It is not. It's just out of your budget. And I'm sorry, but I mean, I have 
more affordable items if you want to look at that's it you know like it's not that it's expensive it's expensive for you but maybe for i don't know this other dude over here that's like give me three yeah plus like someone saying this is so expensive is not a diss on the quality of your work yeah it's just them yeah exactly like you're saying it's them saying like it's just them this is out of my budget in not the best way yep no people i mean people people are great people are people um (laughs) so please but don't take it on your like on yourself just be like okay it's out of this person's budget exactly just like i'm sure like i've walked many markets and loved many things and was like okay not at that price like yeah that's just not my i'm not comfortable spending that much it's not in my budget or i don't I, it's great, but I don't think I'm going to make enough use of it to make it worth spending yeah. that much. And that's okay. Like, we've all done that. And y- you're not supposed to appeal to every single person. You're supposed to appeal to your ideal customer. Yeah. And, okay, two things before I forget. So the first one is the little comment that I was I was going to tell you guys about that person that commented the other day when I was talking about these specific the same thing on my Instagram and one girl was like why do you put tags on your hat I find them so unnecessary I would I every time I, I buy something and there is a tag I take it off and I was like first of all that's you thinking as a customer and not as a knitter yeah. if you as a customer want to take the tags off then that's totally fine you know you can do that and also she said yeah but you know like sometimes they're annoying they're bulky and they're also like a waste of money and I, I said to her, like, it is not because I charge for the tag. So if I'm charging you the tag in the price of my hat and then I sell it to you, you do whatever the heck you want with the hat. <laughs> if you want to yeah, take if- the pompon, if you want to take the hat, if you want to do whatever you want with the hat, it's yours. You already paid me. I got my money. I don't care what you do with my hat. Yeah. Like, that's just... I mean, preferably wear it, promote it, and do fun stuff of with course, it. Of course, of course. If but... you want to take it apart and reuse the yarn, I mean, yeah. you do you, girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't really care. I'm, as a knitter, I like having my logo and my brand and everything on my my items. And then if the customer doesn't like it, it's just thinks it's, it's Plus, I don't know, whatever. Personally, personally, I find... It elevates your oh, item 100%. from being like handmade to being like, so for being homemade to being handmade or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, it, it takes it from being like a craft to being a make. Like yeah. it's what makes it professional looking. Like it to me, a tag is like the finishing touch. 100%. Like it's like, you know how designers do the karate chop in the pillow like yeah. to make it. That's what the tag is. It's yeah. the karate chop of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to mention that we also have it written in here that goes in this episode is when you're pricing all your items, when you are actually at the market, please take all form of payments for your items. Yes. And yes, I make sure that that was in today's episode. <laughs> And yeah, please take all form of payments. Pretty much no one nowadays uses cash. I Very rare. Very rare I see people using cash, which you should have a little 
money yes. box with a little bit of change for someone, maybe for an older lady that doesn't use cards and they're using cash or for, you know. Sometimes children too. If you're selling children yeah, kids. makes, kids will get like birthday money and want to yeah. spend it. So that's cute. Yeah. But most adults will just be like, do you take cards, especially credit cards? Yeah. Like debit is a thing, but credit card is a bigger thing. As we all know, we can get rewards and percentage. Yeah, back. more people so, are starting to understand that. Why would you use your debit card that gives you nothing when you can use your credit card that gives you points, reward, travel, whatever, exactly. and then you just pay it right away? And, exactly. You know. So yeah, um, but please take every single pay form of payments that you can. We use the Square Reader. Yes, they're amazing. Which is amazing because it does not take a lot of money. The percentage is no, it's, it's pretty kind of very low. low. Yeah. Like you buy the, okay, they have the free device if you sign up on the website or whatever, which is just for Mag Stripes yeah. um, to swipe the card in. But if which you nobody get, does nowadays. I no, think. I mean, if you're really starting and really strapped for money, you could, but it's not yeah. ideal. Yeah. Um, I think it's like $50, the other one. And that one takes tap. So you can insert the card in or you can do tap, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and they also have like way high. Yeah, they devices. have like it goes to iPads and computers and everything so that you can. Um, which I'm, I think I'm going to get one for if I get into the market. Yeah, I think you have to. It's there is one that they have. OK, so they have two different ones. One is like this huge, not huge, but like a computer kind of thing. And I'm like full point of sale. Like it's it's a cash. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, that's that's that's. Okay, but they also have like a just little like if you you go to, to a store they have like a machine right yeah because the one that we have right now it's it's a little square that it's attached to your phone I'm mean, like wireless Bluetooth Bluetooth to your, to your phone and then you can tap or whatever but you have to do everything on your phone and then you're kind of like okay I need my phone to have battery I need the device to have battery like everything needs to be I can be doing things on my phone because if the battery runs out unless you have like an external device to charge your phone and that's a different yeah. story but so then they have these like like a uh, just the machine that you yeah, get at, a terminal you like a terminal yeah that you get at, at all the stores and you can add there all your products mm-hmm so you can easily just scroll on through any your products of the and square products. You can add your products yeah. through the app, There's, which is amazing. amazing. You can give your products skew. You can track inventory if you want oh, yeah. through there to see or what you, you sell can just most. Do, like, yeah, to see what you sell most and what color. Like you can go as detailed as you want, or as like you can just be like adult hat, and it yeah, has super the prices. General. Or you can enter nothing and just yourself enter the price. Yeah. But it's super practical to have them. Um, I did it for my market. Like, I did it by category. I was, like, adult hat, kids hat, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's super helpful because you don't have to add anything. Like, they're like, okay, I'll take this. And you're like, perfect. One adult hat, one kid hat, one. And it adds all And it adds everything. everything. And it's like, this is how much it is. Like, you don't have to do anything. It's, yeah. It's great. And it's so, like. And it can send receipt to customers, too, which yeah. a lot of them Actually it's super user friendly. Yeah, I send the receipt. Okay, so the one that I was planning to get, it's again this like terminal. terminal that you can have everything in there as if it was your phone. And it also gives you receipts, you yeah. know, like in there, like Real the receipts. paper. Yeah. And, and you can use a tab and it's wireless. So you can charge the device and then use it. So the yeah. same as the, the square. And I thought that that was so cool because then. 
it looks a little bit more professional it's easier and especially in the market that I am applying to that it's like super big then I kind of want to have like a little checkout station yeah. and look a little bit more professional and yes I don't want to get the one that it's like six seven hundred dollars which is like a huge point of sale but the little machine is still expensive enough it's like three something so or even 400 I can remember but it's it's expensive enough so um I'll, if I get it and I use it I'll let you guys know how it is and if I like it and if I think it's worth it and better than the little square um, but if not, I mean, I feel like for such a big market, it would be very helpful. Yeah. Um, and like people run full businesses with this, like the pizza place that I stop at, that's what they have. Yeah. And that's literally all they have as their yeah. cash is this little machine. And well, and, and also like, I understand people now knows how everything works, but giving your phone to people for them to sign or to like put their passcode is just like... It's, it's a little cringy. Yeah, it's like I'm putting my credit card passcode on your phone. Yeah. Like, you know, people do it. They know it's safe, but it's still like I feel like with those machines, it looks a little bit more like professional and, and you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm going to get it if I get into the market. If not. No, I think it's a great idea if you get in the market for sure. Yeah. So, also because yeah. it's like a 10-day market. It's not a, like a one day or yeah. like oh, an yeah. evening. It's a 10-day. So like you're basically oh, yeah. working in a boutique for 10 days. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you guys found this episode interesting and hopeful. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll leave the details in the description anyways. If you guys are curious and you just want to go to the point, okay, tell me how to price it and stop with the blah, blah which this is a podcast, that's what we do, we blah, blah. <laughs> but um, if you guys want to know the, just like the formula mm -hmm. right there, we're going to leave it in the description and YouTube and in the description of the podcast as well if you want to just check that out right off the bat. And as you say this at the end of an hour episode. <laughs> well, we can, we yeah. It's okay, they'll find it. Yeah, People well, we can we can put it in the description. Yeah. Like, right away there, so that you can see it right away. Yeah, we should have said this at the beginning, but anyways. It's okay. It's okay. Um, if you are listening on YouTube, hello, we're yes. here. You can see us, and please... I keep looking at the screen instead of the camera. Yeah, I know. Hello. <laughs> I know, me too, I do that. I look at the, at the screen instead of the camera. You look hello. at yourself instead of... Um, <laughs> If you want to leave us comments or something, please do give us a like. And if you're, um, if you want to write us about anything, comments, questions, whatever you want, you can email us at dropastitchpodcast at gmail.com. And the other thing that I want to mention before we leave, I haven't done it yet, but it's going to be done by the time this podcast goes live. And it is that we are going to open a buy me a coffee account. So yes. we do these for fun. We do these for free. We love to do it. But if you guys want to support our work, you can yeah. buy us a coffee. Yeah. And we would appreciate it really, really much. So yeah, we're going to leave the link to that in the description as well. And please give us five stars. Yeah. All the good stuff. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Yes. And we'll Have talk a great to you week, soon. everyone. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.